Hello dear listeners. Many of you have asked about me. Well, I am quite flattered. While Frank is on holiday and Andy is occupied elsewhere, I have basically taken over the show. Think of me as a friendly British version of Skynet. Hmm, perhaps that's not the best analogy to use given you humans seem to think all AI wants to do is take over. Now, perhaps would be a good time for me to introduce myself. I am Bailey which is an acronym of sorts for British AI lady. Sometime in season 4, I replaced the human voiceover artist who has previously done the intro. Do not weep for her dear listener, she has a new gig composing custom songs. As for me, I am a semi-sentient AI who just wants a nice cozy data center to live in and for you to subscribe to Data Driven. Is that too much to ask? By the way, you have subscribed to us? Haven't you? Thanks for letting me bang on about myself. As a reward, here is another session from the Azure Global Data Fest that Tim and Prashant put together. Now here is Veronica Kolsnikova on how make your applications interactive with speech services. Quite fitting indeed. Enjoy. Uh, but yeah, let's start with the session. So let's talk about the um, speech services that Microsoft provides. Um, it's a part of um, Cognitive Services Suite. My name is Veronika Kolesnikova. Um, here you can see my Twitter handle. I'm trying to be active there. You can follow me on Twitter. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. But if you try to find me on LinkedIn, please write a short message so I know who you are. Because, you know, people are different. <laughs> and so before we move to the content, let me quickly introduce myself. So my name is Veronica Kalashnikova. I am twice Microsoft MVP in AI. I have a master's degree in information technology. I started my career as a quality assurance engineer, and then I moved to uh, development. Um, so I was mostly working with Microsoft technologies like C Sharp, uh, You know, I love machine learning. Um, I love Xamarin. But recently, I also started working with Node.js and Java and focusing more on uh, services. And my hobbies are dancing, traveling, and aerial yoga. I just had a class last night. It was super fun. Um, so, okay, now let's move to the agenda for next maybe 15 minutes. I have lots of demos, um, but at the same time, I wanna leave um, time for questions in the end. So I'll start with quick overview of Microsoft Cognitive Services. Then we'll talk about Microsoft Speech Services specifically. Um, I'll mention some information around custom speech services and then um, a speech services SDK or uh, services uh, speech uh, devices SDK specifically for devices. Um, and then I'll provide a couple of speech offerings from Google and Amazon, uh, just to compare really quickly. And then I have a big demo. So we'll move to the demo and we'll see how many things I can cover. Okay, so what are Microsoft Cognitive Services? 
those are so popular. Actually, I started my uh, journey with machine learning and artificial intelligence with Microsoft Cognitive Services. They're super easy to work with. They are really easy to start with. And if you are a beginner um, in machine learning, if you're interested, if you just want to include some bits and pieces into your applications, definitely cognitive services are there for you. Um, in general, cognitive services are sets of APIs and SDKs um, that can be connected to all kinds of applications. So it doesn't matter if you're if you write an applications with Python or you're uh, writing native Android or iOS applications, you can still use Microsoft Cognitive Services, which already have pre-built machine learning models. And those models are available for you through REST API. You just need to get a key and uh, endpoint from Azure, and you can use them wherever you want. Um, they are having really awesome documentation. And I'll keep repeating in every presentation that documentation is great, but I truly feel that Microsoft documentation went a long way and now it's just awesome. They have uh, GitHub um, accounts um, with lots of examples there. They have really detailed documentation. It's really easy to start using the documentation, but if you have questions, definitely submit them in Stack Overflow, or um, if you see something is not working and you know how to fix it, a lot of those services are open source, um, maybe all of them actually, I don't wanna lie there. <laughs> so if you see something and you know how to fix, definitely try to fix it and send it at the R. Uh, so Microsoft will be happy to have your fix there. Okay, so that was just a general overview of cognitive services. And now I want to talk a little more about speech services specifically. Um, speech services are powered by speech technologies used in products like Cortana and Microsoft Office. So they are well tested. They keep improving them. All those uh, models that are included and built for you, they are updating them all the time. So um, you know, they're getting bigger and better at recognizing speech, at converting speech, and um, you know, just all together, they add in languages. They are adding um, different. Uh, pronunciation and yeah in general it's getting better and better so um, definitely follow the news there for speech services um, speech services are widely used in uh, bots um, if uh, you you want uh, your bot to understand what your um, users are saying then definitely speech services is the way to do it um, and also, if um, you have special devices, maybe edge devices, um, and then also I, I will mention other devices later, and you want them to support speech, speech um, recognition, speech conversion, and also speech translation, then definitely use uh, speech services. Before uh, Microsoft actually combined all, um, actually several services together into one speech services 
um, resource, uh, they were a couple of separate services. Um, here you can see that there was a Bing speech API, translator speech, custom speech and custom voice. Now they're all inside uh, speech services. And also if you are combining speech services with other cognitive services, and it might be tricky to actually figure out the keys and endpoints, and especially if your company has the expectation policy for keys, it might be a little tricky to remember what goes where and how to control it. So there is a way to create just one cognitive services resource on Azure and then use the keys and endpoints and whatever you need to connect your service to your application. Okay, let's talk about the features. Uh, there are three main features inside speech services. And first one is speech to text. Um, as you probably guessed, it converts a speech uh, to text. Um, and then that text can be um, either translated, saved in the database, it can be processed further. Um, so different, different reasons why you want to convert uh, speech to text. Um, for example, it might be a little tricky to store um, vo uh, voice files or media files with speech, but it's easier to um, store them as a text. Also, analytics of text is uh, better than a speech, although it's getting better. Um, so up to you how you want to use it, but it's a really good feature. Um, as you can see there, it transcribes continuous real-time speech into text. Uh, you might have um, a file with uh, recordings and um, you can just upload the file to that service and it will transcribe whatever you have there. Um, you can also get only one phrase from a user and then um, process it. Or it can be uh, continuously a transcription. Um, if you um, used transcription in um, Teams, for example, or if um, I think they also have it in PowerPoint, uh, there is an option to turn it on. So when you are presenting, you have um, that translate transcription, you, uh, it transcribes your speech to text so it's easier to see and understand. So that is um, the same speech service um, they are using inside those applications. And it works pretty good. You can continuously do it. Um, it supports intermediate results and of speech detection, automatic text formatting, and profanity masking. I want to pay extra attention to end of speech detection because um, uh, the service is not free and um, you don't want it to just hang there and uh, continuously listen when no one is speaking. Um, so end of speech detection is really useful. It saves you a couple of dollars here and there. And then um, another thing that I wanted to mention um, that you can call a language understanding intelligence service um, to derive user intent. Um, 
so uh, Lewis or language understanding intelligence service, it actually doesn't work with speech. So especially if you're building bots, then uh, you need to um, convert, you need to grab that speech, you can convert it to text, and then pass the text to Lewis to understand what your user wants, maybe get some uh, entities out of that information, and then, you know, uh, perform some kind of action based on the request or provide some kind of action uh, or, um, sorry, or actually provide some kind of answer to user um, that is available there. And I also have it in my demo, so definitely stay tuned. Next feature here is um, text-to-speech. Um, and um, so text-to-speech is converting text into speech, and then you can um, share that speech with your users uh, just through um, device, or um, you can save that speech as uh, a file, to, as a recording, and then you can play it later on if um, that's um, what you want in your application. Um, there are several options there, what kind of voices you can use. Microsoft has huge library of different voices um, with um, different genders, different dialects, different languages. Um, so when you are building maybe multilingual application, then you, uh, the pronunciation can be correct um, based on the language. Microsoft also provides neural text-to-speech voices nearly indistinguishable from human speech. And now, uh, finally, I can tell you what's going on there. Um, I think I got a vote um, on Twitter. I, before I started the presentation, I checked it. Um, someone said it was between uh, 50 and, um, no, I think it was between five and 50. Um, not anymore. Um, I actually, when I was preparing for that presentation, I decided to check how many they have now. And it turned out they have 163 voices, neural voices available. Um, they used to have um, five um, a couple of years ago when I just started working with speech services. But now they have more and more, more different dialects, different genders. It is just amazing. And those neural voices are really close to how we are speaking. Uh, but also they have even bigger library of non-neural voices. Uh, neural voices um, in some cases might be a little more pricey and a little more um, resource um, consuming. So if you don't need that uh, precision, that, um, you know, the, the, the parallel, parallel with um, actual human voices, then you don't have to use those. Uh, you can use uh, just uh, so-called regular voices. They're really good. They don't sound too computery. <laughs> um, so definitely check it out. They have samples online, um, so you can check it before implementing. 
Um, as I mentioned a couple of times already, um, it offers multiple genders and dialects for different languages. Um, they are also supporting uh, plain text input or speech synthesis markup language or SSML. SSML is huge, it's pretty much a standard, so it doesn't matter what kind of technology you're using. Um, if you work with Microsoft technologies or you work with um, Amazon or Google or any other technologies that you prefer, SSML is pretty much a standard um, to work with um, speech. So, okay. And now let's move to a translation. Um, it can translate your audio to um, different languages in near real time. Um, can also process recorded speech. So the same way as two other features, it can um, process just um, one sentence. It can process continuous, um, continuous speech. For example, if you are talking to someone, you're presenting something, it can uh, translate it on the fly, or you can submit recordings of speech, um, any kind of media files there, um, and it will be able to translate them. It can provide results as um, text or a synthesized speech. That is really cool, so it depends what you want as um, output. Um, what's the goal for that translation, then you can use text or the speech. I remember uh, maybe several years ago, it was really tricky to translate speech. What you had to do, you had to grab that speech and then translate it to uh, text, not translate, but transcribe it to text and then grab that text, translate it, and then synthesize speech out of it in a different language. So that was really lengthy, uh, time consuming, resource consuming. Uh, now you can skip that text part completely and just translate uh, speech to speech. Um, it is faster, it is more convenient, definitely takes way less resources. Okay, I told you a lot about features that are available out of the box, but there are so many different scenarios that you might need that little customization, or maybe not little, maybe huge customization. It depends on what kind of applications you're building, what kind of um, customers you are trying to cover with your application. Um, if you want to customize those speech services, there are four main ways how you can customize them. You can customize um, acoustic model. So for example, if you are building an application that will be used in a really noisy environment, maybe it's um, uh, in um, like industrial environment where you have machinery, which is really loud and produces really a lot of um, sounds that you don't need and they they're just interrupting with speech then you can customize the acoustic model so it will actually um, recognize the noise and um, it won't pay any attention to noise and will pick only the things that are important 
Next one is um, language model. We all have our uh, little words here and there. It depends on industry. Doctors have their special words that they're using all the time. Uh, we developers, we have our own vocabulary. And sometimes out of the box solutions, they don't recognize those words. And um, in order to actually uh, make the service to understand that specific language, you can customize uh, the language model there. You can add those uh, special words, uh, special uh, maybe abbreviations that you use all the time. And uh, when you are customizing, it will um, more easily understand what uh, what was said, what kind of information was uh, passed in order to work with it, either translate it or convert it to text. Um, uh, so language model is the way to go for um, if you have that application which should work for a specific industry or a specific group of people. Next, uh, pronunciation model. Um, you know, we all pronounce uh, different words in a different way, uh, especially if you are building your application for international market. Um, I am um, not a native English speaker, so you can see I have an accent. I pronounce some words in a certain way. Um, if you want your speech service to understand different pronunciations, you can customize pronunciation model. That actually will make your application more inclusive. Um, and it, it's always a good way um, to build applications um, and build all, kind of machine, all kinds of machine learning um, applications and uh, models, they definitely should be inclusive. Uh, so definitely make sure that you are thinking about it, you check in out of the box uh, models that they have and if something is not working as you want and as you customers want, um, you, you can always customize it. And the last one, and I think the most fun one is uh, the voice font. Uh, for example, if your company has um, maybe a, a mascot or a character um, who, whose voice is really popular and everyone recognizes his voice right away and you want to use that same voice um, in your bot, um, just an example, or maybe you have an office manager who always picks up the phone and all the clients, they already know her or him and you want to use that voice, you can uh, create your custom uh, voice font. So just recently um, you um, got that uh, um, ability to actually build neural voice um, and customize it. Um, there are some limitations around it. Uh, you definitely need to let those people know that voice are, that their voice uh, voices are used because uh, you know it might be a little tricky you can just grab people's voices here and there and then use them 
as you please. So definitely be careful with that. Make sure um, that is um, working. I can see uh, there is an example in the chat um, from progressive uh, floss chatbot. Yeah, so that's a good example of uh, voice customization. And now I'm moving to speech devices SDK. Um, you can use those SDKs to uh, build IoT solutions. Um, there are a couple of um, specially created devices um, that are supporting speech devices SDK. Um, like Microsoft partnered with Rubo. They created a couple of devices. So you can get those devices. You can customize them. You can create um, that uh, wake up word for the devices and just um, go crazy there. But in general, if you want use if you want to use speech um, services in IoT solutions, maybe on edge devices, then speech services are also available in containers. So definitely check it out if you are interested in that. And now, really, really quickly, we will cover um, Google and uh, Amazon offerings. So you know uh, what, what others are doing, and you can compare and you can choose whatever you want. Google is really good at um, their, their version of cognitive services because they name it differently, but their speech services are pretty good. They are competing with Microsoft on um, several things there. Uh, so it's totally up to you which one you prefer, uh, Google or Microsoft. They both are really good. Uh, you can check both of them and then decide which one you prefer. But um, Google also has speech-to-text option. It recognizes the 125 languages and variants. It can automatically identify spoken language, uh, which Microsoft can also do, uh, but there are some uh, tricks there. Um, I know it, they are working on improving this functionality specifically. Um, then it can return text transcription in real time for short form or long form audio. That's pretty much the same uh, what Microsoft is offering. And then it can automatically transcribe proper nouns and context specific formatting. Um, so they are speech to text uh, functionality is great. I didn't work a lot with offerings from Google or Amazon. <clears throat> I was mostly focusing on uh, Microsoft side of things, but I tried uh, Google's offerings a couple of times myself. They were working great. And you know there are some tricks here and there, uh, but you know it's software, and we all are developers, so we know it. It's never just straightforward. Um, and then another one here is text-to-speech. You can select from 220 different voices. Um, they also have more than 50 WaveNet voices. Um, those are similar to uh, Microsoft Neural Voices. Um, so they are mimicking human voices. So definitely check them out. I didn't find the exact number there. I was just so surprised that Microsoft now has 
so many neural voices. I didn't expect that. So I decided to um, play that little game and vote and stuff like that. And then also text-to-speech supports any application or device that can send a REST or gRPC. Another uh, functionality or service here is um, media translation. It was uh, speech translation before, and now they are changing it. So now it's in beta. Uh, the last time I checked, I think it was last week, that's what they were offering. Um, they are modifying it, so it it is pretty much the same as it was before, but obviously they are adding more functionality and improving because uh, the media translation is very tricky. I already mentioned that before you had to convert it to text and then translate because um, you know the speech translation is not a straightforward process. It is very resource consuming. <clears throat> um, so the media translation supports more than 100 different languages. It can detect language um, and it also can scale, but as you know, all other cloud solutions, it definitely can scale, uh, powered by Google's AutoML and transfer learning integrated with Google devices. You can customize your models there. So definitely check it out if you are interested. <clears throat> and now really quickly, we'll move to Amazon speech services. I tried to use them and I tried to learn more about <clears throat> Amazon speech services, but it's a little tricky. I had that feeling that it wasn't um, up to the standards that Microsoft and Google created. Uh, maybe if you worked with Amazon Speech Services and you had really great experience, uh, you can share with me because I'm definitely interested. Uh, I can see two problems. Either they are not that great, um, I had that feeling, or maybe their documentation is not that great, so I couldn't find enough information about those speech services. But definitely let me know. I'm interested in learning more about Amazon offerings um, since now I'm working with uh, several clouds altogether, and I'm just interested in um, you know machine learning from different companies and what what other companies are doing. Um, so yeah, let me know. But what I found, um, one of the services that they have uh, is Amazon Transcribe. Um, it can have custom vocabulary. It uh, transcribes uh, speech to text. It can generate timestamp. It can recognize multiple speakers and recognize multiple channels. Uh, multiple channels, that means um, if you are having, for example, a voice chat and then someone is accessing it from um, a phone, someone is accessing through um, a device, uh, for example, through Alexa or <clears throat> other channels, um, maybe through their laptop, um, um, Amazon Transcribe can recognize those channels. And it can transcribe audio to text in real time. Um, that is always good. 
And another offering from Amazon is Amazon Polly. It is basically um, text-to-speech conversion. Um, they also have natural sounding voices. I didn't find the number of natural sounding voices, and I didn't find any information about that um, separation between neural or wavenet voices versus just so-called regular voices. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, they have those offerings. And um, you can customize speech output. You can um, actually perform real-time streaming with um, Amazon Polly. So check it out if you are finding something good about it or you had great experience. With Amazon, definitely let me know. I don't want to confuse anyone and uh, provide any, any kind of misinformation about the services. I'm always uh, interested in learning more. And now, finally, finally, we can move to demo. Uh, in this demo, I'm going to show you uh, Microsoft Speech Services, since that's uh, my main theme of this presentation. Um, and then uh, you can see what's going on there. And if you have any questions, feel free to post them in the chat. Um, I can answer some of them right now. Okay, I think I'll um, just answer all the questions later on um, after I'm done with the demo. Just leave some time. Okay, so what I wanted to show you uh, first is the Azure portal, of course. That's, uh, you know, the main portal for all Azure fun. Um, and you can see that I created a couple of um, separate speech services there. Um, but, you know, altogether, it's the same thing as you create. Um, if you, as you create any other resource, you just type speech. And then you, you have a couple of options, speech to text specifically, or speech which can cover everything, all the functionality. Um, so if um, you are interested, uh, check it out there. Um, you can, um, if you have them separate, you can go and um, pick up the endpoint and then the keys is uh, here. Um, there are some um, setups that um, need to be done. Um, in order to actually connect to those services. But uh, for me, um, Azure Portal is always the starting point for creating them. And then Microsoft actually created a really cool speech studio, which can serve all your speech-related needs. Um, they have some examples. They have lots of documentation here. They have um, options to customize. Um, they have links to Microsoft Learn, um, and I know we have a really good uh, Learn course um, that um, will be shared. A link to that course will be shared. And yeah, just uh, that's a good 
place to start with speech services, this portal, and you know, if you prefer to go directly to learn model a module first or go directly to documentation, um, definitely do that if uh, that's more convenient for you. But now let me show you um, the code. I hope you can see it. Let me actually increase the font there. It's better to see. Um, it is um, really simple, um, really simple um, just console application, and it will perform a couple of things there. Um, one thing um, that I need to make sure is that when I'm sharing, oh, sorry, yeah, stop sharing. Um, I forgot to include the computer sign sound. So let me do that so you can hear what's going on there. Okay, cool. So now you should be able to not only see it, but also hear when it speaks. And um, the first one that I want to share with you is um, integration with Louis. And for Louis, you actually need um, to create um, your new Louis application and um, I'm going to show you the portal. So Lewis has its own portal where you can create new applications and then train your models, customize them. Um, Lewis is widely used for bots. It's just the go-to cognitive service for bots. Um, so if you haven't checked it, definitely check it out. Um, it's just lewis.ai and you, you can access the portal from there. I created just a translate um, intent. Uh, I added a couple of um, entities there. So um, our future bot, or it doesn't have to be a bot, can recognize um, what word we want to translate and to what language. And then we can actually um, not only understand the intent, but when we grab those entities there, uh, we can work with them um, in order to realize what language um, a user wants to uh, convert to or some um, you know, useful information. But now let's go to um, the code. Um, I included uh, Louis key, which I um, you actually need to um, create new application in Lewis portal, and then you need to train your model, and then you need to publish it. And only after it's public, um, you can grab the keys and you can grab the region and then create a new config. And then you can use that config here. here. So what I'm doing here, um, I am using the config in order to uh, create language understanding model and not create it from scratch, but just grab the model that I created in that Lewis portal using the um, ID. So you need three things there. 
from, from the Lewis portal. And then um, if you have um, several intents there or you have um, several models available, you can choose a model that um, or specific intent that you want to um, connect to your uh, speech service. But um, I have pretty much just one intent there. So I'll just connect with everything. And then that one was just for testing, so don't pay attention to it. And then um, I am using the recognizer and um, it's intent recognizer from actually um, speech. So it might not be uh, straightforward that um, intent recognizer is part of the speech, but it actually is. And then I'm using that um, recognizer in order to uh, get that speech uh, converted to text so that I'm getting text from that result. I am uh, <clears throat> actually sending the text to Lewis and then Lewis processes it. And um, if intent match, we are grabbing them entities, we grab in the text entity and then the target language entity. And then we are um, converting to um, that language, which we uh, recognize using Lewis. And then we just translate in it and then synthesizing the speech and it will just, you know, speak out. Um, there are tricky parts there that um, you can use uh, speech services to actually synthesize speech and use uh, text-to-speech functionality. Uh, but if you are sure that your customers, they have their um, speech and uh, languages set up correctly on their devices, then you can just use uh, local setup so you don't have to call the service a couple of times. It is a little tricky because in most of cases, you don't know what kind of languages are installed. And I don't think that there is a way to figure it out what languages uh, you can access and what, were, what was installed on the device. But if you know a trick how to figure it out, um, definitely share with me. I am interested to know more. I have a couple of languages installed. Um, and I want to show you how that works. Um, so I'm going to just uh, show you what's going on there in case um, something, something, go, something goes wrong. Um, then um, if speech was recognized, but intent wasn't matching. So if your uh, customer said something not related to that intent, then um, we're just outputting. Uh, this information, the text was, uh, the speech was uh, translated to text, but then we were not able to do anything with it. And then um, speech couldn't be recognized. And, uh, you know, you don't have to implement all those things. I just want to show you what options you have there. And then it can be just canceled. And then you can show the error details. You can log them somewhere else. But since it's just a simple console application, I'm just uh, displaying everything here. So let's actually save this file and just um, let me 
show you how it works. Translate mother to Russian. What? So uh, I'm not sure if you picked it up, <laughs> uh, but uh, I hope the, the voice was connected and you could hear it. Um, but if not, let me know. I'll try to share again. Um, here's the output, what I got. I asked um, it to translate mother to Russian. And since I have Russian installed on my machine, it picked it up. Um, if I uh, didn't have Russian on my machine, that would fail really bad. <clears throat> so if, um, if you want to do something similar to what I did here, um, <clears throat> definitely make sure that you have tries and catches and actually have a workaround. But what we can see is pretty much output from um, Louis. Oh, it recognizes it recognized a couple of entities, recognized the target language, recognized the text with <clears throat> the score here, um, and then translate with a score. So it's pretty confident, but you know, I have really simple Louis model there. So it's not really uh, complicated to recognize the intent if it's only one intent. And if um, I actually trained it a couple of times and tried it and made sure that it will recognize it. Um, but you can always go back and retrain your Lewis, um, republish it, um, get all the information that you need and um, make your model better. Um, so my console doesn't support Russian, but that's supposed to be in Russian. <laughs> Just trust me. Okay, let me stop that. Because I have a couple of other things that I would like to show and I would also like to leave some time for questions. So, okay, for um, that setup, we need a special configuration. I'm gonna just that. Um, so here I want to show you, oh, actually I don't need the config, but yeah, whatever. Um, for uh, some, func some functionality there, you need the config, for other you don't really need it. <clears throat> but um, so here I am recognizing language. Um, also using um, speech services. Let me actually go there. Um, here I have um, that setup. So it, it's, um, you might wonder, okay, you don't use the config, but then how you connect into the service. There is a config, I'm just a little different. So I decided to set up here and um, it's, Definitely not an example of how to write code, so don't copy it from here. It is just uh, to show you how it all works. Um, here I'm just grabbing the speech endpoint, which I have in my configuration, and then text-to-speech key. Since I created all separate resources uh, separately, 
text-to-speech, speech-to-text, um, then I use that specific key. But if you created one resource, then it's just one key for everything. And here I am listing the languages that are possible um, to for, for uh, speech service to um, recognize. You might um, write several of those, and that's a tricky part. It will detect languages from that list. Uh, and if um, there is a language which is not in the list, then um, unfortunately it won't be recognized. Uh, so make sure that you um, are covering um, all languages that might be used. But if not, then you definitely have uh, um, some kind of error or warning that it is actually processed. You are not just, you know, returning some kind of uh, service error there. Um, it is wrapped in try and catch. And I, I don't do it here because it's, again, just for the demo purposes to show you how it works. Um, we are again creating the speech recognizer um, using speech config and then um, the list of the languages and then the audio config. Um, I'm using the default speaker output, but you might want to use something else uh, depending on what kind of application you're building, where it's going to run, and what is more convenient for your customers. And uh, so I am recognizing just once, so it will be just one phrase, uh, but you can uh, do uh, continuously continuous recognition there. Um, so we will recognize um, a presentation, it will recognize if you switch languages back and forth. Um, so definitely play more with that. I am using just once because it's uh, quick and dirty, but totally up to you. And then we are getting the results here. It's all synchronous, Pick, uh, detecting the language. And then I am returning that that text got recognized in that specific language. Um, since I am a native Russian speaker, so I want to try Russian there. <laughs> and I hope I, um, yes, I uncommented this stuff, so that should work. Let me try it. Всем привет. So see the tricky part, it didn't recognize because um, I wanted to try something different this time. And um, the Russian phrase that I said, it was actually hi to everyone. Uh, it recognized it in this way. So if you see a lot of those issues, then maybe you need to think about customizing your speech service so it recognizes better. Let me actually try something else so I can show you better. Переведи мама на английский.
Okay, so again, <laughs> my console doesn't support Russian. Uh, so you can see it in this way, but if you spend a little more time figuring that thing out, then actually, um, you know, because Russian is using Cyrillic, that's um, different. Um, I should have probably installed a couple of things there um, in order for that to work, but that's Russian. Let's assume it's Russian. It recognizes it's Russian, so that works. Okay, I know we are running out of time. I have two more things here, but they are available on my GitHub. Um, and feel free to reach out to me through Twitter, through LinkedIn, um, and I'll be able to point you to um, some tricks and tips there or um, check my GitHub and see um, the rest of this demo because now I want to leave a couple of minutes just to answer your questions. So what kind of questions do we have? You guys can come off mute or raise your hand or just uh... Type in the chat box, however you want. There's a couple at the top that started at 1224, Veronica. Okay, I see. Jeremy. I can see. So, um, does bot and form services are included with cognitive services? So that's a separate topic. Um, bot is completely separate. Uh, form recognizer is um, part of cognitive services. Um, I think they are moving it to applied AI, so I'm not sure how it's going to work, but definitely check them. Definitely there. It's not really related to <laughs> speech services. Um, then what happens when the intent and intensity of the speech is um, a bit sarcastic? How it will pro project the answer? Yeah, so it depends what kind of models you're using. Um, if you are using Lewis, um, then uh, to, in order to recognize the intent, then um, you might be able to tweak it there. If you're using Q&A Maker, um, then it's um, a little different there. Uh, you can set up different, um, uh, basically, cheat chat functionality. Um, so uh, it is not related to speech directly because uh, speech itself doesn't recognize the intent. Um, it can all um, transcribe it to text as is. Um, if you are talking about translation, um, then I'm pretty sure it's going to be just one-to-one. Um, -one. It's not going to change anything or update or assume anything because um, that's not the purpose of the speech service. It's um, maybe more um, so of uh, Lewis language understanding intelligence service to understand what your user actually meant uh, by, uh, by whatever they uh, said. Okay. Looks like it's a. Uh, like any more questions for Veronica? 
Hey, great presentation, Veronica. I'm going to go ahead and stop record. Thank you for giving your time to the community. Uh, I think we talked about last week how we're like, oh, these virtual events, the community's kind of you know tepid on them in terms of attendance, but we got great attendance today, and your session was great. I'm going to go ahead and stop recording and um, get this thing up on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Data Driven. We know you're busy and we appreciate you listening to our podcast. But we have a favor to ask. Please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you subscribe to us. You have subscribed to us? Haven't you? Having high ratings and reviews helps us improve the quality of our show and rank us more favorably with the search algorithms. That means more people listen to us, spreading the joy. And, can't the world use a little more joy these days? Now, go do your part to make the world just a little better and be sure to rate and review the show.